right in the season, a day before we had celebrations, we are able to sing and praise God with our voices. How cool is that? Hey, um, when we speak about worship, I'm not sure if you are the person, some people say, oh, I love worship. Uh, you say also, my voice is so beautiful. When I sit there and I praise and worship God, my neighborhood is blessed too. Is there anyone you can say that? Because most Swiss people, they will say, oh, a worship is good because of a band, and I think the world doesn't deserve to hear me because my voice is horrible. I don't know what is your position, actually. I, I was a worship leader in the beginning. That's why I, I'm, 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 I'm in the safe side. I can sing as loud as possible because I have a leading worship voice. Hey, but worship is more than singing. Did you know that? Because the very first time when the word worship was mentioned in the Bible was actually not in, con in, in combination of singing, was with Abraham. When God challenged Abraham to sacrifice his own son Isaac on a mountain, there is for the very first time the word worship mentioned. That means Worship is not just singing and shouting and jumping. Worship is actually a message of I surrender. I am obedient, God. Whatever you command me to do, I will do because my life belongs to you. That's the meaning behind the worship. Worship, you have to understand, it's very important when we gather, because the Bible says when two or three people gather, The presence of God is in the midst. That means when we are praying together and we are in agreement, we can ask whatever we want and God will fulfill our request. Did you know that? This is a powerful thing when we praise God together. Because you have to understand, like, uh, every two months, I, I, I'm, I'm in a pastor's prayer. Our city of Zurich, we have different churches, pastors. We gather twice a month, every two months. And the, the pastors are from different churches. Some people from the Catholic Church, from some people from ICF, some people from the Pentecost Church, some people from Hillsong Church, some people from the uh, FAK and Baptist Church. And can you imagine when we do a worship season or a worship moment, the style of the worship style is often not the style I will choose and I will pick. Do you know, do you understand what I'm talking about? That means when you gather with so many different people, you will not find one worship style fits for all. And God told me, it's not about the worship style. Worship is not about the style. Worship is not, oh, I didn't like the worship today. Worship is never about you. I don't care if you like it or not. We don't worship you. We don't worship ICF. We worship God. And God is in a position that says, oh, I'm so glad there are people in the house, they praise me. And God gave me really that revelation that when you gather as pastors, it's not about the worship style. It's not about the feeling, if you like it or not. It's about when you come together and you praise and worship Jesus Christ, you can change the atmosphere. What I'm talking about atmosphere, atmosphere means because when we sing and praise God, God's, God's Momentum comes down on earth. The heaven collides on, with earth. That means healing falls down. Forgiveness falls down. Redemption falls down. We bring heaven down on earth. Why is that so possible? Important. Because sometimes you're coming to church and you're so on fire. You're going to an amazing good season. I'm glad for you. But sometimes your neighbor, they come to the church and they're not in a strong season. 
They're fighting, they're struggling. You know what happens? They're sitting there and they're not in the mood of singing and praising God. But because of you, you're lifting your hands, you're lifting your spirit, you're lifting your attitude and you will say, God, I bring heaven down for the person next to me. Worship is always a collective together in the house of God. And God gave me the revelation that it's never about feelings. I like that new song. I like the rhythm. I like the snare. I like the keyboard. It's not about what I like. Worship, it's always about God. When you enter this building, that moment you have a responsibility for those people, they're going to dark valleys. Because if you fade, you're bringing and changing the atmosphere in this building. Often these people say, I don't, like, I don't like to worship. They don't understand. It's not about them. It's about God. Do you understand? It's, Swiss people, they do like this. International people like this. Doesn't matter with color you have. It's always the same. If you don't have the revelation, you don't understand why worship is so crucial. We're changing the atmosphere for the whole entire church that healing, transformation, forgiveness will take place in the building. Hey, the Psalms have two parts of worship. If you read Psalm from Psalm 1 to Psalm 89, they're mainly Psalms of lament. The Lamentation Psalms. Have you ever heard about those Psalms? There are songs of complaining. Songs of God. Hey, I carry a weight. Do you see God? Can you see? Can you feel? With that Psalms, we are often struggle in the churches because we not feel comfortable to complain to a holy God. The second part is pretty easy. It's from Psalm 90 to 150 are mainly psalms of praise. Praise and worship. Give God the glory. This is pretty easy. We can handle that in all the churches. But today I would love to speak about the first part of the psalms. Because that's a part of praise and worship where the church of Christ has to embrace. There is a style of, I don't, uh, I, I bring my complaints to God. But I will never judge God. I bring all my complaints to God, but I will never judge God. Psalm 44, verse 23 to 26. And now you, I give you a little bit of feeling of lament psalms. Awake, Lord. Why do you sleep? Sometimes my wife, she asks me that question six o'clock in the morning. Awake, Lord. Can you imagine? A person is saying to God, come on, God, awake. Woo, that's not praise. It's more than a question. <laughs> Are you feel comfortable to say this to God? Arouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppressions? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies clinch to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. That's Lamentation Psalms. That's a, a part of worship we don't feel comfortable because we often think we are not in the position to say that to a holy God. Yes, our relationship with God is also a friendship. God revealed Moses 
as a friend. Did you know that? God revealed Abraham as the Lord, but to Moses as a friend. God is Lord, holy, and a friend as well in Moses. That's why when he's a friend, I can ask him questions. I'm not questioning God, but I have questions to God. Lamentation means actually, you just, in your praise and worship, you unload all your stuff in your life. You say, God, hey, God, hey, I lost my company during this season. God, my, my wife, she left our family. I have been faithful all the years. Why in the world those things happened to me? Or I am so faithful, but I cannot find a girlfriend, a boyfriend. I would love to start a company. Why I'm always running out of money? Why I'm still sick? We're speaking about those issues. Because when people entering this building, maybe, maybe it's you. We're coming in the house. We have some issues. That's not whining. Oh, my back is not good. Oh, whining means, oh, my hair is not beautiful enough. We speak about real stuff. Like David, when he had a child and the child was in the process of dying, he mourned, he complained. I bring all my complaints to God, but I will never judge God. You know, often what happens when we bring our embrace and worship all our stuff, we have a certain um, feeling that I walk away from the church and I brought all to God and then I walk away and all of a sudden it's still there. Why is this? Why is this still there? Is anyone familiar with what they're talking about? <laughs> God, I, I brought all to you in the presence in the church. Why is this stuff still there? Why I'm still sick? Why not healed? Why I'm still alone? All those stuffers. Jeremiah 12, verse 1, he is fighting with God. You are always righteous, Lord, when I bring a case before you. He said, you know, if I bring the stuff to you, you're righteous. But still, God, I don't get it. Why this is still in my heart? That's a part of praise. I struggle. I fight with my friend God. Why is this still, still here? Verse B. Yet I will speak with you about your justice. And now comes the word, why? Why in the world, God? You are my friend and you're able and you're good and you're almighty and you're all known. Why in the world I'm still alone and I'm still sick and I'm still running out of money and my family is still not doing strong. Why in the world, God? And that's a part of praise and worship. I lift my hands in the atmosphere. The God is good, but God, with tears in my eyes, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't deserve it. God, why do you sleep? Why is those so important? Tell you why. Did you know that every night, an average person dreams between four and six times? Every person. You say, oh, no, I never dream. I woke up this morning, I cannot match, remember one dream. The, even says, the statistic says, even men are more able to remember dreams than women. But you dream between four to six times a night. And why is dreaming important? Dreaming is for your soul. If, you, if we will not dream, 
we will explode and we will die. Because our soul sometimes goes to rough seasons, feelings, and somehow our soul needs a space of quietness where you're reflecting all your soulish things. That's why dreaming is very helpful for you guys. Lamentation Psalms is the same thing. We need a space, a place in our journey as Christians where we can be really honest. Honest to God is like dreaming. I bring all my stuff to God. And we as a church, often we regret those things that if you have enough faith, you will not complain. It's nothing to do with faith. It's just a part of my worship. And I want to fight with God until my soul finds to peace. That's why. When we come together and praise God, we're changing the atmosphere for those people. They're struggling and they're going to a rough season. I call it the carpet, the carpet worship. Have you ever heard, heard about the carpet worship? The carpet worship is pretty simple. A carpet has two sides. If I look the carpet from down, I see so many things and I don't see the picture because it's weird. From down here, if I look to the carpet to God and say, God, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't see the whole picture. But after a while, I change the perspective and I'm looking down from top down to the carpet and I see all the colors and everything. I say, oh my gosh. From Godly's perspective, it's flipping amazing. From down up, It's weird. It's ugly. Often what we see, it's our human perspective, the carpet down under. But from God Almighty, it's different. Psalm 13, verse 2 to 6. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever, forever and ever and ever and ever. How long will you look to the other way? But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice. Now comes the word because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he's so good to me. The psalm says, if I going to a rough season, I praise God and a leaving church and still it's there. Hey. I will not stop singing over my situation that God is able, that God is in control, that God still is good. Hey, church, around two years ago, our worship leader, Deborah Sita, she went through a very hard season. For the second time, she got the news that she has cancer. But that time, the second time, it was really heavy, a heavy cancer. And for us as a whole entire church, for those people, you're brand new, you never heard about the story. For a whole entire year, we as a church, we brought our complaints to God. We said, God, we don't get it. When we don't understand, it doesn't make sense at all. You're God and we are not, but we don't, we don't get it. For a whole entire year, we prayed, we fasted, we went to our knees. We believed that God is still unable to do signs and miracles. And around six months before she changed, she changed into heaven. She has now a new home place. She changed from, from Switzerland to heaven. Six months before she died, she passed away. 
She wrote some songs with her smartphone. During chemo ministry, she just took out a smartphone and she, she sung songs into the smartphone. Those songs were, has never intended to, to go, go, go live. It just was songs for her where she expressed to God the feelings in, in the deepest valley, in the darkest season of her life, with all the questions and everything. She gave God the glory. Do you know why? Because there is always a because. There is always a because in every season. Here is the song of Debbie Sita. She uh, uh, recorded that with the smartphone, has never intended to go into the studio. And uh, this is real. We have, it's not recorded in a studio. It's just with the smartphone in six months before she died in the deepest valley. It is our worship leader, Deborah.
Hey, so many Sundays, Deborah, she really believed and we believed as a whole entire church that God is able and God is good. Hey, we believe in healing. We believe in the last moment, even though if you have the last breath, even though we still believe that God can resurrect dead people to life. We believe that from the bottom of my heart. Don't misunderstand me. We believe in healing. We never stop believing. We never stop praying for healing. Even though if you breath the last breath, we still believe that God is able to rose people from death. This is what we believe. But for Deborah, she many times, she brought all her stuff to God. And she believed that God is a healer. She always knew that God can speak one word and I'm healed. That's not a big deal for God. But then comes the question, when you bring those things in praise and worship, and then you walk away, and still the stuff are there. And then comes the question, and that's really a big question. What is your because? What is your because that you still believe? What is your because that you still say, I'm not running away from God because I have seen the goodness of God in Deborah? She took a simple smartphone out and she recorded those songs, not for us as a church. Those songs was recorded for her, between her and God, to build up the faith when she was weak. She could listen to the song, my heart belongs to you. You are my anchor. You are, my, you are fighting for me. When she passed away, she just changed the address. She changed from the beautiful Switzerland in the more beautiful heaven. And she got an upgrade. Now she finished the race. And now comes the challenge. Deborah, now she's in heaven and she's happy and she looks down and says, guys, come on, don't worry. I'm in a good position. I'm worried more about you guys. You're going to the coronavirus and you're going to all different stuff around the world and I'm there with God. We asked the husband, Philip, how was it for him to going to that crisis, for him going to those stuffs? And here is the story of Deborah's husband, Philip Sitter. Mein Glaubenshaus, das, das hat sich so angefühlt wie ein altes, verrottetes Grotto. Die Basis und das Fundament, das, das hat, war stabil, dass Jesus Gottes Sohn ist, für uns gestorben ist und wir durch seine Vergebung auch ein ewiges Leben erhalten. Aber alles andere an Verheißungen, weil die in der Bibel stehen und so, die waren für mich. Also die vielen zusammen. Ich war schon bevor Debbie gestorben ist, war ich in der Seelsorge, um eigentlich diese Geschichte zu begleiten zu lassen. Und habe mich viel mit Freunden unterhalten und ausgetauscht, die ein Riesengeschenk oder Segen waren, die es einfach auch mit mir aushielten und nicht irgendwie so in christliche Floskeln verfielen, um etwas gut zu reden, sondern einfach auch da waren, um den Schmerz auszuhalten, was ich ihn enorm hoch anrechne. Keine Predigt machte Sinn oder fand ich alles fand ich oberflächlich und zu wenig lebensreal worshipen konnte ich nicht. Trotzdem war es, mir, war es mir ein Anliegen, dass, ich, dass mein Glaube wieder, wieder wachsen kann. 
für mich war es einfach eine sehr disziplinierte Entscheidung zu sagen, gut, ich gehe jeden Sonntag in die Kirche, auch wenn, sich nicht, wenn ich mich nicht danach fühle. Und trotzdem wollte ich dranbleiben und sagen, gut, ich glaube, irgendwann wird sich das wieder verändern. Und irgendwann wird, wird mein Glaube hoffentlich wieder wachsen, ohne zu wissen, wann. Als Debistar habe ich gesagt, gut, sechs Monate werde ich trauen und das zulassen und ganz sicher mir für das Zeit nehmen. Und ich habe während der Krankheitsphase nicht gearbeitet. Ich habe einige Monate nach dem Tod von Debi nicht gearbeitet. Und das größte Wunder für mich im Ganzen ist, dass ich nach sechs Monaten sagen konnte, mein Leben ist gut. Dass ich wieder an einen Punkt da, wo ich sagen kann, ich bin versöhnt mit meiner Geschichte. Ich bin versöhnt mit, was mit Debi passiert ist. Und das war für mich einerseits so im Kopf, dass ich das verstehen konnte, aber es hatte sich schon in meinem Herzen auch und meiner Seele schon angebahnt. Und von heute auf morgen hat sich das angefühlt, als wäre es jetzt anders. Und sagen konnte, ja, Gott meint es gut mit mir. Mein Leben ist funktioniert, auch mit Judah zusammen. Ähm, ich kann wieder arbeiten, ich bin organisiert, ich habe wieder einen Glaube, Glauben an Gott. Ich bin dankbar über die 15 Jahre, die ich mit Debbie zusammen war, über die 11 Jahre, die wir verheiratet waren. Ich kann auch wieder nach vorne schauen und bin zuversichtlich, dass, dass mein Leben getragen ist von Gott. Und das ist für mich eigentlich das größte Wunder am, am Ganzen, dass das dass mich Gott so stark durch diese Phase durchgetragen hat und so eine enorme Veränderung bewirkt hat, wie ich sie mir nie vorstellen hätte können. Das ist für mich ein Riesenwunder. Einfach da gehört effektiv einfach Gott die ganze Ehre dafür. Yes. I don't know what your story is. Maybe you don't even know, Debbie. For us, this was a really tough year, really tough story to process. And sometimes if you go th through something like that and you're in the midst of this pit, you think it's never gonna, the sun's never gonna shine again. I'm not, never gonna be able to laugh again. And um, I can tell you it's not true. Hope's coming always. But if you're in the midst of this worship is still a choice worship is still the better choice to make and we wrote a song during that time when Deborah was really sick and we went home to sing that with a, as a team with her and I remember that uh, afternoon that she was just on that sofa and you could feel that she was able to lay her her life like in, into the hands of Jesus and just breathe out and say yes okay I really believe you're in control and that's what that song is called and just tune yourself into that bring your story before God right now and let's worship you do not look at me with anger the thoughts you have for me are kind 
all my crimes you don't hold them against me no instead you see every child i will look to you keeper of my soul you're in control when the ground is shaking i won't lose heart you're just one part of worship we're not feel often comfortable because it's not like the party praise worship jumping season there are moments in our lives we're going to dark valleys you're not only the only one and that's a one part of worship that we know God is still able in Psalm 57 verse 2 have mercy on me O God have mercy I look to you for protection I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by and I would love to close to finish my picture because just dropping my points to God and walking away and those things are still there that's never a message this is just a situation we feel often in our lives but that's not the message there is a message when we complain to God and even though if God is not healing me or even though if I'm not running out of things then comes a moment and please listen to me we still carry those things I'm still 
not healed. I'm still broken. My family is still in a mess. And then comes the picture of my message. Sometimes God's presence is enough. Dot. Sometimes God's presence is just enough. Do you know what God does in those moments? When you just see fog, you don't understand, you don't get it. God stands beside you and watch. And that's the moment when God carries me because now I'm not able to walk alone anymore. That's the moment not I carry God, God carries me. That's the moment I don't have faith anymore, but God has faith in me. And that's the moment, and please listen to me, when God takes care for every single detail and He carries me into heaven. That was God has done for Deborah. That's the most beautiful picture. God's presence is enough. And as I walk through the valley, you suffer with me by my side. There is no place to talk for you to shine your light. My soul finds rest in you tonight. And as I walk through the valley, you suffer with me by my side. There is no place to talk for you to shine your For me, one of the most encouraging pictures is actually, and if you believe it or not, if you believe it or not, listen to me. Maybe the only thing you get from God is that He carries you into heaven. For some people right now around the world, for some people right now in this building, I believe this is a word in season. You believe and you fight and you're mourning and complaining to God, but nothing is changing. But God has promised you and me, I will carry you with all your stuffs, with all your worries, with all your issues into heaven. And that's our hope and faith we have in Christ. Psalm 57 verse 10 and 11. I would love to close with that Bible verse. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, 
above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. And I want to tell you right now, you never walk alone. And that's one of the part of worship we lament, we complain to God who is able and still a loving friend. Would you stand with me for a moment? And if you're watching online, you can sit, but the church is standing. That's, sorry, online life is not the same. I would love to pray with you guys. And Father God, here you are. I'm so thankful for all the promises you have given to us. Thanks for the truth and fact that those that praise you in truth and worship, for those people, even with the word because, those people, heaven belongs. And God, you know all my issues, you know all my struggles, my fights. You know all the impossibilities in my life. But right now I come to you in praise and worship because you almighty, you're all known and you're all powerful. I position myself right now in the prayer that you are good. Heavens declare that God is able and God is good. I will ask you, I want to ask you right now, wherever you're at in your life, can you share your feelings right now to God? Your complaints? Complaints means we don't question God, but we just pour out our heart. That's worship. That's a part of worship. Two-thirds of the Psalms are the complaining, sharing their hearts to God. Let's do that for a moment to just embrace that worship style. church in your complaints and right now some people right now they're watching online and live because you have gone through certain things you somehow along your journey you lost the hope and the faith that God is good maybe you're backstage and Christian or you here you have never given your life to Jesus Christ and right now you feel for the very first time it's time for me to surrender my life like Abraham and Isaac if this is you wherever you are, then just say, thank you, Jesus, for my unique life. I have failed. I have sinned. Please forgive me all my failures and sins. And I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Be my center. Be my Lord. Lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. 
because I'm yours forever. Whatever is your situation right now, I want to lead you online here in a song. That song is also written by Deborah. She passed away. She changed the way where she lives in heaven. She wrote a song, Collide. And the song Collide means what happens if heaven collides with earth? What will happen if heaven collides with my lifestyle? What will happen if the kingdom of God comes down? Jesus said, let's pray together that what is in heaven should come down on earth. Let's sing that song, that healing, forgiveness, transformation, peace and joy. All those things right now while we're singing that song crashes down from heaven into your life because we have a good who is able sing that song as a proclamation let's collide the kingdom of God with my reality because God is and always will be come on church Woo-hoo!